This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. This podcast brought to you by My Patriot Supply. Did you miss the chance to get a 72-hour emergency food supply with free shipping for just 10 bucks? What's wrong with you? Don't worry. Call 888-411-7440 right now. They have a few left, and they're selling out fast. 888-411-7440. What are you waiting for? A disaster? Do it right now. 888-411-7440. And now, the Blaze Radio Network presents 40 Acres and a Fool. Here's your host, Cam Edwards. Greetings from the near frontier, and thank you so much for tuning in to another edition of 40 Acres and a Fool from the Blade Radio Network. I'm your host, Cam Edwards, at the kitchen table with Miss E on a uh, Tuesday evening, doing the show a little earlier than normal because it is a holiday on Thursday when we normally upload the podcast. And uh, strangely enough, Glenn Beck at the Blaze, you know, he kind of likes people that have Thanksgiving off to enjoy with their families. So uh, we're doing the program uh, a little bit earlier, and uh, who knows, you might be gathered around the iPod after Thanksgiving dinner, (laughs) stuffed, your uh, belt loosened after pie and turkey and sweet potato casserole, and you might be listening to this program. If so... There's a football game on. You know that, right? I mean, this is a podcast. <laughs> this is on demand. You can you can listen to this really on the drive home even uh, if you want or before you go to bed in a, a tryptophan-induced coma. Um, but we appreciate you listening whenever you happen to be listening. Since we are uh, recording this week's episode uh, pre-Thanksgiving, this is our Thanksgiving episode, I guess. I feel like we should have like the do-do-do-do-do-do-do, right? Like the Peanuts theme. Do, do, do. That was a Christmas song, though. Was that just their Christmas? I thought it was well, just the, the Peanuts Christmas theme. the Christmas pageant that they did. Oh, yeah, maybe. No, but that was the music from the Christmas pageant. I, I don't remember any particular Thanksgiving songs. I don't either. There really I mean, aren't the, a lot of... Over the river and through their woods to grandmother's house we go. Was that a specific Thanksgiving-themed song? We always sang it at Thanksgiving at my school in choir. Oh, really? we had, like, choir for everything. You didn't sing about pilgrims or anything? Turkeys? I'm sure there was like a, a Tom the Turkey song in there somewhere. I was in choir from like kindergarten through sixth or seventh grade in elementary school. Uh, and Mrs. Uh, and then you moved Mrs. over to rock ensemble. Miss Bacher, Miss Bachman. She was a she was a very horsey person. She almost got me my very <laughs> one of my. She tried to give me a job in horses and I couldn't do it. I was going to say I thought you said horse faced for a second. I was going to tell you, hey, don't. Might, she might be listening. Don't say that, but it's okay. No, she Horsey. wasn't. She wasn't. She, she was a was, horse enthusiast. She was very much a horse enthusiast, and she knew I was too. I went to Girl Scout camp to ride horses. It was. It was. I bought a hoof pick and a mane and tail comb with hopes that one day I would own my own horse. I was like really into horses. Bookshelves were lined that with dream horse books. Comes out every now and then. Every yeah, now then, and then it's can't we get a horse? Well, so and then, but then reality, reality quickly intrudes. Yeah. Like I don't even have to talk you out of no, it because talk you talk yourself out, out, of out of it. Yeah, it's just it's money in 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 in. At least with the goats, I get milk and eventually meat. With the chickens, I get eggs and also eventually meat. But you know what? But I don't get anything but something that eats food constantly. Do you know what? What? <laughs> if there's an EMP, horses will still run. That is true. So right. oxen, and then we can always end up eating them. We too. don't have oxen either. No, we don't. <laughs> I guess we'll have to we'll have to get that. We're gonna have a and little. We're gonna have a little pig powered carriage. <laughs> a 
with the four of the girls going, pulling going very them. slowly down the road. Hey, we could train the goats to pull carts. That's true. Although we have Nigerian We're going to need a bigger goat. Sure, right? <laughs> Can you see Frankie pulling a cart, right? Uh, no. He'd be about the only one near big enough, and he's not near big enough. No. So. No. 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 Not for this family. No. So, you know, if anybody's uh, looking to get us a Christmas present, I guess oxen <laughs> or a horse. A pair of draft horses. Or a, uh, a, 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 a generator that is a shielded against EMPs. The, those, those items would all be good. Maybe a horse. That would be, I know, again, you don't need the horse to be shielded against EMPs. They're naturally <laughs> no. shielded. But if we had, like, a little treadmill thing, we could have a horsepowered generator. And that would be That's true. shielded from the EMPs. <laughs> How many horsepower is that? The one. Well, it's, it's one because there's just the one. It's Gompers over there. <laughs> just that one horse right there. So, what makes this a Thanksgiving themed episode? You ask, since right now we've been talking mostly about pig powered carts and EMPs. Random well, awareness. we're gonna share some recipes from Miss E's own cookbook. Like this thing, I have to describe this thing <laughs> because it has it. It showed up with the marriage. Uh, I have no idea how old it is. It has no spine to it whatsoever. It's a black sketchbook that the spine is now gone. Right, but I still have the back cover. You have the back cover. Separate. It is roughly held together. It's held together with glue. It's the back. It's still here. It's it's, it's the glue on the side. Right. But the binding itself is now gone. Yes. So, so what have you uh, prepared for us uh, for this week? What are we going to learn how to make? Okay, so one of the recipes that I get... And don't get into it. This is a tease. For all the time. We're just foreshadowing what's to come here. One of the recipes I get asked for all the time is also really good cold. It's good hot as a side dish, but it's really good cold with like whipped cream and ice cream for dessert. Uh, Oh, okay, wait. Let me guess. This is the sweet potato... It's the sweet potato casserole. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's like dessert on your plate. So yeah. you know you're you're you you load up the plate right. But it's you get no the marshmallows involved. No, I'm gonna make no. This clear. There's most people who think of sweet potato casserole think of like the canned yams, the right. candied yams mm-hmm. covered with layers of mini marshmallows. No, that is not no, this. This is not that. This is so good because you know you load up your plate, you get the turkey, you get the stuffing, you get the gravy, you get the mashed potatoes and more gravy, you get the roll. You get the green beans. Oh, you load up. You start chowing down. You get the cranberry sauce. Don't forget the cranberry, cranberry yeah. sauce. Don't forget. The, and, and, but but at, at some point, as you're eating, you're like, "Oh man, I'm going to run out of room in my stomach here before I even get to dessert. I want to have something sweet." And that's when you take a bite of the sweet potato casserole, and you're like, "Yes, it's like a timeout for dessert." And then you go back to eating the turkey mm-hmm. and the gravy and the stuffing. And by the way. The stuffing. Can we talk about the stuffing for a minute? Are that's we gonna, my, that's this, my mom's Is this recipe. another recipe that we're going to learn yeah, how we'll, to make? Yeah, I mean, I... Come on. I'll give you the recipe, but I don't give you the method. Like, my mom gave me the recipe, but you don't tell somebody how to make it. Like, I don't know if I even make it the same way that my mom makes it. Yeah. So... Okay. But I'll give you the... How so you're not going to give all your secrets away well, is no, what you're saying. No, you don't give it all your secrets. Because you give the ingredients. Yeah, you give the ingredients, and this is stuffing. So if you know how to make stuffing, then you know how to do this. <laughs> But there's like some things that you obviously. You're right. I mean, this is, this is, you know, you were a really good cook. And if this is your recipe. You see, there's maybe no we method. Should, uh, right. So maybe, <laughs> maybe we should save this. Maybe we shouldn't talk about the stuffing because one day you might be like re Drummond, the pioneer woman. <laughs> and you might have your own stuff and be like, Miss E 
Farm Queen, and it'll be in Walmart, and you'll have your own cookbook and stuff. And if we if we give this out now, well, we can tell you what's the podcast, in it. Then it'll be like open source, and you release it's it to a the meal. World. It's a totally it's a meal all by itself. It can be a meal. It can because there's be. all kinds of stuff in it. You got the vegetables and the fruit and the meat all represented in stuffing. It's and so, then you got your bread. So, so good. I mean, I. Go. I grew up, and I don't know if this is a universal thing where you grow up and you think, okay, my mom's stuffing is the best stuffing ever, but I grew up thinking my mom's stuffing is the best stuffing ever. And then we got married, and the first Thanksgiving, I even warned her. I'm like, listen, I'm just telling you, my mom (laughs) makes really good stuffing. And she laughed just like that. She was like, <laughs> "Like you, know, you don't even know, little man, <laughs> right?" And and so Thanksgiving dinner comes, and I I see the stuffing, and I'm thinking, I don't know about this. This does not look like my mom's stuffing, which looked more like stovetop stuffing because it was a cornbread stuffing. What do you use as as, as your bread base? Uh, usually, I use um, the bread cubes that are white. And or white wheat mix. Okay. So, first of all, boom, big difference right there at the base. Oh, yeah. I'm used to texture. cornbread stuffing. This is white bread stuffing. I'm like, what's, what's, all, what's all in there? And we'll go through what all is in there in a little bit. I'm like, mm, I don't know about this. This is really, really different from my mom's stuffing. Yeah, it's totally not. And Your so I'm like, all right, well, I'm not even going to compare no. the two because it would be unfair to compare the two. And then I took a bite and I was like, Man, okay, no, this is the best stuffing I've ever had. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mom. I'm really glad you're not here to see this because I could not even keep the look off my face. Like, you would know, just looking at me, he just had stuffing that was better than mine. And I would not be able to deny it because see. it was amazing. And I want this. This is like, I will request this multiple times a year. Hey, can you make your stuffing? <laughs> and you just are like, no, it's for Thanksgiving. I'm I'll requesting it, I'll it for, for my birthday. Well, that was my birthday a, meal. I know it's August. August. You and I'm like, yeah, you stuff stuffing in August, but it's so good. I'm going to make it for uh, Christmas because I think I'm going to do a turducken with my stuffing. Huzzah. <laughs> All right, listen. Actually, I call it a Franken turducken because that's what the last one looked like. Yeah, All sewn together and right. kind of wacky looking. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a a quick time out. We have much more to come on this special Thanksgiving-themed edition of uh, 40 Acres and a Fool. Gobble, gobble. We'll be right back here on the Blaze Radio Network. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. This podcast brought to you by My Patriot Supply. Did you miss the chance to get a 72-hour emergency food supply with free shipping for just 10 bucks? What's wrong with you? Don't worry. Call 888-411-7440 right now. They have a few left, and they're selling out fast. 888-411-7440. What are you waiting for? A disaster? Do it right now. 888-411-7440. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards returns now on the Blaze Radio Network. We are giving thanks that you are listening to this edition, 40 Acres and a Fool from the Blaze Radio Network. Cam Edwards and Missy at the kitchen table. You might hear some background noise. Uh, the uh, kids are off of school tomorrow, so there is a sleepover in effect. We have an extra teenager in the house, which is fine. We, we don't mind that. We have always been the house where kids come to congregate. Uh, and I think that's pretty cool, actually. I, I like that we are the place where the kids like to come hang out. 
Oh, yeah. All of our others, the same way. The oldest two, too. They always had their people over. Mm-hmm. It was always nice. Some of them call me mom. Right. Still call me mom on Facebook. And we will have four of the five children uh, home with us for Thanksgiving. Our oldest daughter, unfortunately, cannot come, but our oldest son uh, will be back in the house for at least a day or so. And I hope that uh, all of you have a great Thanksgiving as well and that you're able to enjoy it with uh, friends and family that you love. Hopefully, we're going to get a chance to hang out with our uh, friends this weekend as well. But we were talking before the break about... Uh, the food that we're eating. And so I know that we're going to be a week behind here, but, uh, you know, the best one of the best parts about Thanksgiving is the leftovers. So even though this is going to be after Thanksgiving when we hear your responses, I do want to know what is the must-have dish at Thanksgiving dinner? Let, let's assume that turkey is the main course. Well- <laughs> Yeah, always, because when our, our first Thanksgiving, I was like, what are we going to have for Thanksgiving dinner? Because I never made a turkey. And remember, I said, right. what do you want to have? And you looked at me aghast, like, right, like what do you, what do you, you mean? mean? <laughs> what, what do I want? It's turkey for Thanksgiving. I'm like, well, I don't know how to make a turkey. I don't really like turkey. You wouldn't like what turkey does to me. I don't really want turkey. And you're like, no, must have turkey. I'm like, I was like, okay. well, enjoy Thanksgiving dinner with <laughs> yourself because i'm taking the kids to my mom's and we'll have turkey i know i made turkey turkey, i know you did and you did a great job yes and every year since then i've experimented with the best ways to make turkey yeah so now we are doing a a, a roast pork uh, loin this year yeah in addition to some smoked turkey breast yeah i got two breasts that i'm gonna brine and then i'm gonna smoke them i think i think i was gonna use apple and pecan because they're both on the sweeter side, mm-hmm. but pecan gives you a little smokier smoke, more smoky smoke. <laughs> they're different kind of things. Like hickory makes ham smell more hammy and bakery bacony, you know. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the cherry, it's a sweeter thing, and the mesquite you don't really want to use on pork or anything else more than meat mm. or steak. That's like a dark, like you know. But anyway, so yeah, I was thinking of that. Um, so we're gonna do smoked turkey breast, and I want to pull one of the. One of the many pork loin roasts that we have in the freezer from when we had the two hogs butchered. And I was thinking of butterflying them and then doing a rolled stuffed pork roast that I can tie up. Stuffed with the stuffing. Stuffed with some stuffing. Nice. Since we're smoking turkey breasts, mm. I won't have a turkey to stuff. Ooh, we should smoke some stuffing. I'll put aside a little container. We can try it. Who knows? Why not? Let's I, I, experiment, I, right? Yeah. You know, why For not? science. What the heck? Uh, so anyway, I, I would love to know your must-have Thanksgiving food. Uh, what do you have to have on the table? What do you have to have on the table so that you can have it for two or three days afterwards? The stuffing, again, is probably the must-have item. Like, you make extra every year. Oh, yeah. Cause right? We, yeah, cause you make I a whole eat. other dish Well, yeah, extra. there's there's the <laughs> whatever went in the, like, usually if I ever made a, a turkey and stuffed it, we're talking about an 18-pound turkey. So it's whatever fits in either ends of a turkey stuffed, mm-hmm. and then it was another whole casserole dish. Right. Because I like my stuffing, you like my stuffing, everybody likes the stuffing. Yeah. Uh, so it's a good thing. But we also, I also make homemade cranberry sauce. And to me, like, turkey, cranberry sauce... And the stuffing all, like, thrown together on a sandwich mm-hmm. is, like, the best thing ever. <laughs> That's my favorite after Thanksgiving sandwich. Turkey, cranberry sauce, and stuffing all on bread together. See, to me, the stuffing is so ready already. No, that... but it's like a thin, cold. It's the, it's the, it's where. Oh, you don't even heat it up? 
No, 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 no. You eat it's, it all cold? Yeah, where you know where when you have the the stuffy out stuffing in the turkey where it's really moist. Yeah, and when it's cold, you can almost slice it into slices. Yeah, it's almost a pate. Yes. So that's the pate in the in the sandwich. So you've got a stuffing pate, turkey, and cranberry sauce as the relish with either like a country bread or a thick white bread on either side. This is my mom's also sandwich, by okay. the way. This is my mom's my okay. mom's made up sandwich. Like my dad made up peanut butter jelly and American cheese. <laughs> by the way, it's good. Don't scoff it. I, it's well, weird. your dad was not the only one. No, I did he, that as a kid too. Did really? Man. Yeah, American cheese slices. And, and and grape jelly on white bread. No, peanut butter and jelly and American cheese. Oh, I don't know if I ever had the peanut butter. Yeah, we had all three. It was weird but good at the same time. Who who knows? But my mom had this, to, again, the the stuffing, the turkey, the cranberry, white bread, awesome sandwich. So, But my mom also in, introduced me to the meatloaf sandwich with and mayonnaise. My, yeah. Oh, right? <gasps> yeah. My mom introduced me to that as well. Yum. Thanks, moms. Thanks, moms. <laughs> <laughs> Especially since you said... You know, your mom always made the best stuffing, and then you are all like, oh, no, my mom does make the best stuffing because this is my mom's recipe. Right. So. Well, and, yeah. you know, my mom is no no longer allowed or no longer around to uh, to hear this. So, no, it's okay. Uh, so, yeah, I can I can say you, uh, your side of the family has the, you brought the, the best stuffing, stuffing to the table. That's okay. That's so okay. so what are the ingredients for the, the uh, magical, wonderful, amazing stuffing? So it's uh, sausage and breakfast, breakfast sausage and then bacon. Okay. Is meats in there. And then there's uh, celery, mushrooms, parsley, bread cubes, onions, and apples. The apples give it that little bit of sweetness. Yeah, and but they're Granny Smith, so you get that sweet tart because that's a crisper. It holds mm-hmm. its shape in the stuffing. And then there's uh, – sometimes it's a stick of butter and also some uh, chicken stock. Or turkey Usually it's uh, chicken stock because you can buy that in the box right. from the grocery store. And salt and pepper. And if you're baking it aside, you add a little more moisture. If you're stuffing it in the turkey, you don't have as much moisture. But, yeah. It is really, really good. Right. And that's the thing. So in the bird, like you say, you, it's a more moist. In the in the casserole dish, you get the nice crisp crust if you like the crisp crust yeah. on stuffing. I like both. So I get a scoop from the bird, and I get a scoop from, from the, the casserole dish. dish. <laughs> That's the best way to and, do it. And shut up. Yep. It's one day a year, okay? Leave me alone. <laughs> I'll eat my stuffing. <laughs> I could eat my weight in your stuffing. I just uh, like having stuffing so that it's like, oh, this is breakfast because there's bacon and sausage in it. So I'm going to have a bowl of stuffing for breakfast. And then for <laughs> dinner, it's like, oh, I'm going to have leftovers. So I'm going to have stuffing and cranberry sauce and turkey and sweet potato casserole. Oh, one bowl. Oh, look, there's gravy to dip. You know, it's a, right. It becomes like the crazy bowl dish. Well, that's the other thing is so I'm, I'm curious to know your must-have dish at Thanksgiving. I'm also curious to know when you eat, when do you eat Thanksgiving dinner? <laughs> do you eat at noon do you eat at 2? Do you eat at some weird hour like 3.30? It's the one day out of the year that you eat at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, do you wait until 5 or 6? When do you eat Thanksgiving dinner? Because we, again, had very different experiences growing up. <laughs> but I was the cook, so I won. Yeah. Right. I mean... It, what are you gonna what do? I'm gonna do. You know, like <laughs> I'm not gonna cook it. I guess I could be like, no, we're gonna do it earlier. I'm gonna beat you to the kitchen, and I'm gonna start cooking. <laughs> no, why no, would I do yeah, that? Why would I, you do I, that? I will wait. Yeah, I will wait. 
so yeah, growing up, I we ate early, early. It was like one thirty in the afternoon. We would have Thanksgiving dinner, maybe two o'clock at the latest, and we were done by you know three, even with conversation and pumpkin pie. Uh, and then we would go back and have dinner at like six o'clock. We would nosh all afternoon long, or we'd just keep noshing all afternoon long. And then we would eventually pass out <laughs> from a food coma. Yeah. At about seven thirty or eight o'clock at night. Right. So and then I don't know what the adults did after that. <laughs> they had fun. They were all actually, they were mostly asleep before. I was just going to say that everybody were. had the food coma. Yeah. Yeah. So you growing up. Dinner, it, was, it was dinner. Dinner is dinner time. It was dinner, dinner is time. Yeah. <laughs> dinner is dinner. Thanksgiving dinner is a dinner. It's not a... There were... Oh, now see, the thing is, is that with my with my grandparents, and even if we went up to my aunt and uncle's house, um, there was always cocktail hour, and there were appetizers. Starting when? Usually like two. At two. So it'd be like kibasi and ham and crackers and cheese and a pickled relish tray and cocktails until dinner at dinner. <laughs> we never, I don't think we've ever had the, uh, maybe at the cocktail hour, but I don't think we've ever actually had like appetizers starting at two. That was dinner at my grandmother's house. My dad doesn't like it because he was afraid. Everybody always felt. Overate, right? Overate appetizers. Well, that was okay because now, you know, be honest because, you know, Moms and grandmoms are not longer with us, and bless my soul, bless her soul. My grandmother was good at a lot, a lot of things, <laughs> but cooking was not <laughs> her thing. At so it was all. okay to stuff yourself with the appetizers. Cause yeah, because dinner, dinner was wasn't going to be that great. <laughs> I have never ever eaten such a desiccated, dry carcass <laughs> of a turkey as one that my grandmother passed off for dinner once. And then there was some sort of sawdust and gravy log that she claimed was a pork roast. Like, really? This was a woman who cooked everything to like 189,000 degrees, no matter what. Cause, Don't want to get trigonosis. Well, she was a nurse <laughs> during right? World War II. Uh, but I was like, wow, wow, wow. So no, I did not get any of my cooking genes from her. Um, well, then there you go. Because, uh, you know, the, if the alternative was, well, yes, you can eat dinner at uh, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, but it's going to suck. Uh, then I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll wait the yep. extra few hours. Yep. But maybe we can do a little uh, hors d'oeuvres this year. We can a little probably, sausage. We We've got some kielbasa bit. in the freezer, right? We can just bust that out. Yeah, we can do that. There you go. Just a little something. A little something, something. A little something before dinner because it that's the worst thing when you have to wait until like 5 o'clock in the afternoon. You don't want to fill up at lunch. No. Because you want to be hungry for dinner. Because <laughs> there's a lot of stuff. There's, there's a only going to be stuff. like, what, six of us for dinner? Right. <laughs> and, the, and the list takes up. I know. I make a lot of There's a lot you of them. You do. Oh, you overmake food, and we eat it for a week afterwards, and you send stuff home with the kids. Yeah. And, you know, that's fine. I, I get it. That's one of the great things about being a young single guy when you go home to visit mom is he feeds you or she feeds you. Yeah. I'm going to send him home with leftovers. And you home with leftovers, exactly. And I'm and also going to send him home so with some uh, pork chops and a slab or two of bacon. Well, we're going to talk about the bacon. We have a whole other belly to do. <laughs> I do. And I have uh, I have some time that I can uh, use to, to get that ready to... Brine it and package it up and get it smoked. Okay. That sounds good. Um, all right. Before we take a break, uh, do you want to run down the sweet potato casserole? Oh, yeah. 
I have that bookmarked. There we go. <laughs> All right, are you actually going to tell people how to make this one? Yeah, yeah, this is easy, and this isn't even mine. This is a concatenation of a recipe that I found and a recipe that my aunt gave me, uh-huh. and I sort of, like, changed up some stuff. Okay. And I made it mine. Okay. Um, so, so this is Miss E's sweet potato sweet casserole. Sweet potato casserole. Um, and this is still not – this is still probably missing a good ingredient or two, but I'll, you know, I'll say add it here. Uh it's uh, it's uh, I'm trying to think of how big of this container is. I think it's like a two quart corningware, or maybe like an eight by eight size baking dish. If it's like two or three inches thick, I usually make like more. But this is like about how big that's going to be. Mm-hmm. You might have to like make it, mix it up, and then <laughs> figure out what size pan you're going to put it into. Yeah. Um. So it's about two pounds raw or three cups of sweet potatoes, and I bake the sweet potatoes until they're like completely squishy tender when you stick them with a fork and then i just squeeze them out of the peelings and mash them um i wouldn't i've never used canned and boiling and leaches out the the some of the yummies and this sort of like caramelizes them too mm-hmm. so it brings a different flavor profile to it um uh, three quarters of a cup of butter and I usually just throw the butter in with the hot sweet potatoes so that the butter melts, and I mix it and mash it together, and then I'll mix together two large eggs, a teaspoon of vanilla, a third of a cup of half and half, or whole milk, or cream, or evaporated milk, but something, you don't want to use skim milk, you want to use like milk with power, and then a half a cup of sugar, and sometimes I use brown sugar, Mm -hmm. and then I'll use cinnamon... And maybe a little bit of ginger in okay. this. In this, so that's all mixed up, mashed up. You beat the eggs with the spices and the and the vanilla it's and the be sugar. A real creamy texture. So right, it's going to be like a, almost like a thick custard. Mm-hmm. And so you put it in the greased baking dish of however big it's going to fit, <laughs> <laughs> and you want to leave a little space, like an inch or so, at the top, because you're going to take. One cup of brown sugar, a half a cup of all-purpose flour, a half a cup of cold butter, and one cup of chopped up pecans, kind of smallish chopped. And you're going to mash the first three ingredients together to make like a streusel and then add the pecans and then spread it over the top. And then you bake it at about 350 degrees until it's all bubbly. So it's usually about 50 50 minutes or so. It's almost an hour. And it is so good. I mean, that crust on top... That streusel, like you say, yeah, it's is a, just, oh, it's so good. It's really yummy. And the brown sugar mixing with the savory sweet of the sweet potatoes. It's just, it's like I said, it's dessert, and it's right in the middle of the meal. Yes. It's it's, it's a wonderful thing. And I've like I said, I've had it cold with plain old it whipped cream. It is good cold mm-hmm. with whipped cream afterwards. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, listen, we do need to uh, take a break when we come back. Uh, more Thanksgiving thoughts and uh, your thoughts as well. The email address is always is 40acrefool at gmail.com, 40acrefool at gmail.com. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter as well, at Cam Edwards. You cannot follow Missy on Twitter because she doesn't have a Twitter account. No. And she doesn't want one. No. Especially after the uh, horror stories I, I tell her yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't All right, stick around. We'll be right back here on 40 Acres and a Fool. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network.
Don't miss Pat and Stu. He goes downstairs and dishes out ice cream. Two bowls. And I already told him, I don't want any. No, you didn't tell me until after yes, I dished it out. No, you did not. I don't want any. He proceeds I had already dished it out. He brings up two bowls. I don't want any. I told you that. I'm sick oh. over this game. Please I can't me. eat ice cream. Please he ate them both. What am I supposed to do? Let it melt? Pat and Stu, weekdays at 5 p.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards returns now on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to 40 Acres and a Fool for the Blaze Radio Network. Cam Edwards, Missy at the kitchen table. Uh, you know, we might have to speed things along here because, uh, you know, all this talk of cooking and there's stuff to make chocolate chip cookies on the counter right now. Yeah. You know, we got to get going. Gotta... <laughs> it's been cold, so cold in the house that the butter won't soften. <laughs> I know, right? This is this is one of the trade-offs. <laughs> I, and I was thinking about this actually the other day. This is one of the trade-offs when you uh, move to an older home. I would say this is not necessarily a trade-off of moving to the country, but it is a trade-off of moving to uh, an older home. And this home, again, uh, uh, parts of it uh, date back to the uh, late 1700s, and then you've got additions added on in the 1850s, in the 1880s, in the 1930s, and 1990s. Um, I notice the seasons a lot more inside the house in an older home <laughs> than I did in my climate-controlled uh, suburban split level where it was always what it was going to be. The heater heated the house fine. The air conditioner cooled the house fine. You never noticed it. But it was a squat house with low ceilings. I'm not saying. I'm just saying it. It did its job. Mm. You know, we have an old rambly home that the you know ventilation units have been kind of put in where they could go. Yeah. And so <laughs> in some floors, they're stone. you know on, on the first level they're on the they're on the floor. On the second level, they're from the ceiling. Uh, the first level does not get particularly warm. Our bedroom, in particular, does not get very warm in the winter, and That's it is a corner. It is a corner, and so. it, uh, it it the, the nice thing is it doesn't really get hot in the winter. It still stays cool in the winter yeah. or in the summer. I mean, no, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't get too hot. But it gets really flipping cold in the winter. I will say that. I'm hoping that the the <laughs> fact that we had the bathroom insulated underneath the bathroom actually helps this uh, this winter and it's not so god awful cold in there that when you sit down on the toilet to go pee your butt cheeks don't freeze to the seat right it was uh we have a, a space heater that we keep in the bathroom, bathroom. <laughs> and when you turn it on it tells you what the temperature in the room is and in the mornings right now when i get up uh, and go in there and i turn on the heater it's 59 degrees which is not too bad. It's still a little chilly, but it's not too bad. Yeah. But last winter, in the depths of winter, it would be 50, 51. Uh, yes. And that's a little cold. That's a little more than a little cold. Right? So we, you know, we, we, we sleep uh, under more, you, you know, you add more blankets as the winter goes on. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> We do have a nice big down blanket. That's awesome. <laughs> we do. But I just notice the seasons more. Uh, and I notice the seasons more, I think, as well. Just, you know, living here and being surrounded every day. You're outside every day. You're, 
you're 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 actually kind of aware of your surroundings well, we and have so big windows and lots of light. right yeah. i mean like you know i i i but like i never noticed the first buds of spring i never noticed no. the first you know new uh, uh shoots of of vegetables and stuff like that. i never noticed that no. stuff now i notice it because i'm around it more yeah. but uh even in the even in the house, I feel the uh, the seasons. I guess it's just my way of complaining that I don't like winter. I don't like being cold. You do not like being cold. I, uh, and I'm not quite ready for for this to <laughs> to be upon us yet. And it's going to be cold. It is going to be cold. It's been below freezing in the morning the past few uh, mornings on the farm, and soon, you know, last winter just last winter sucked. It it really sucked, and you're here during the day when I'm at work, so I only really had to deal with a lot of this stuff at nights and on the weekends. But you know, going out and busting the ice out of the water dishes and filling it up with hot, putting hot water. Yeah, having to take it, hot water it, you know, out outside. of the bathtub, carried in in forty pound buckets of five gallons. Yeah, lots of fun. You're right. Multiple fun. times a day. Yeah. When yeah. when the high is below Especially freezing. For the hogs. Yeah. They're like water pigs. Seriously, it's like I go through <laughs> so much water in such a short amount of time. I don't know, but it keeps them tasty. So they're, whatever. They're fine. I'm, I'm not uh, complain yeah. about it. I'm, but I try to keep them healthy. They get all the water they can drink. And, the uh, you know, the, but it is true. They they go through a lot more water than the the goats. But you know, and, and and even if you're not, but that's the thing. In the winter, it's not even a matter of them going through it. It's, it's a matter of it freezing. freezing. Yeah. And so you've got to drink frozen. <laughs> right. So you've just got to constantly be refilling the water multiple times a day. So I'm really hoping to uh, uh, avoid a, a prolonged period where we have to do that again this winter. That's my that's my most fervent desire. That and I don't really want a, a ton of snow this winter. Good luck with that because the Farmer's Almanac says it's going to be a wetter winter what do they know, Farmer's Almanac? They're not known for their accurate weather prediction. <laughs> They're a lot more accurate than that stupid groundhog. Bullet apparently uh, randomly wants to get involved in the show here. He believes me. Yeah, what are you... You keep perusing the I'm, cookbook. I'm, we I'm, are recording an actual segment here. We, you, we did the recipes. What are you What are you looking at? I, I couldn't... I was looking for something because I didn't have the... <laughs> I didn't have the right... That that sweet potato casserole it was it's three hundred and twenty five degrees. Oh, you got something wrong. Yeah. Okay, so do you want to make an official correction? Like whatever. Um yeah, it's it's uh eight inch square baking dish at three hundred and twenty five degrees for about thirty minutes for the amounts that I had given. Okay. So yeah. Okay. Three fifty is a little too hot. But it might nice to make a crunchy top. But yeah, yeah. The nice thing about it is you can bake it ahead of time and set it aside. But if you do double it, and make it in a bigger dish, you do want to bake it for a longer amount of time. I right. usually make it in a nine by thirteen. Uh, make an extra couple of potatoes and um, bake it for about fifty minutes. But it stays hot for a really long time, and you don't want to be piping anyway because mm-hmm. the caramelization, the sugars. You know, you try to eat that stuff too it's hot. It's molten. It hurts. Oh, yeah. It really does. So it's something that you can bake. And set aside if you need to use the oven for other things. Yeah, and actually that's really not a bad idea because it stays hot for quite a while. Yeah. So it can – and it it tastes good even cold. So you don't have to worry about it 
you know, bean piping hot. Right. It's a room um, temperature kind of casserole. It tastes good. It's good cold. It's good room. But yeah, piping hot, it'll, no. But it'll stay warm it'll, in that casserole dish for quite some time. Exactly. Because, I mean, you do let it sit. Yeah. And always that first scoop, you have to be careful. Yes. Because <laughs> when you scoop into the middle, you're like, wow. Ah. You have to, you know. <laughs> Be very uh, careful about the roof of your mouth for the rest of dinner. Yeah, because that's the worst thing ever is if you burn the roof of your mouth before you, like, get to all the really yummy foods or the, like, the crunchy bits of the stuffing or, you know, hot gravy or something. Actually, the worst thing ever would be burning the roof of your mouth and then having to eat a bowl of Captain Crunch. (gasps) Oh, gosh, that would be horrendous. Right. That would be like my last meal before I went to hell. <laughs> my only meal in hell. I hate crap. I hate that cereal because it really hurts the roof of my it, mouth. I, I, but, I know. Oh, after a food burn, like the pizza cheese burn. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Right? Mm. Uh, All right, we're going to leave you on that cheery note for yeah. a second. We have to take Happy a uh, quick time out. Ow. I have to take the dog out since he's barking. Uh, when we return, we'll have some of your thoughts here on 40 Acres and a Fool special Thanksgiving edition. Again, would love to know that must-have dish at your Thanksgiving table, the favorite thing, the thing that you have to eat the day after. What? How do you make your turkey sandwich the day after? I already told you how I made mine. I know how you make yours. <laughs> but what has to be on your turkey sandwich? Because I got to tell you, sometimes what I want, I, I don't. Like I said, I don't put the stuff in on my sandwich. No. What I want is turkey and mayonnaise, a little salt and pepper, white bread. Go. That's it. That's it. Well, it'll be good with the smoked turkey that I'm making this year. The the bread does not. The bread almost conforms yeah. to the you want the slices bread. of turkey, right? And yeah. so it like becomes just like this like a big smush package. Uh, yeah, like a turkey ball. I know. Of, I know of exactly what you mean. Sliced turkey. Like yeah. Wondery bread. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. With a glass of milk. Yeah. Oh. And I have the meat slicer, so we're so gonna be good. like <laughs> nice thin slices of that smoked turkey for your sandwich too. Oh. My mouth is watering right now. All right. We will be back with more 40 Acres and a Fool from the near frontier on the Blaze Radio Network right after this. You're listening to 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. Jay Severin. The story is Ben Carson. Ben Carson, media-wise, movement-wise, even hard politics-wise, is beginning to honestly, legitimately, approach, maybe eclipse, Donald Trump. Jay Severin. Weekdays, 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern. On the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to 40 Acres and a Fool for the Blaze Radio Network. I'm telling you, it's cold out there. It's going to take bullet out for a walk. And uh, he doesn't mind. He loves to lay in the snow. Are you kidding? I, mean, he's, I know. I know. He's crazy. I mean, he's a big, furry, fluffy dog. But I am not a big, furry, fluffy man. No. No. Well. A little pudgy. You're furry. I'm not fluffy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would that'd be great if I, you know, walked around bare chested and then oh, I'm going to walk the dog without my shirt on. But no, because it's cold. I'm yeah. not going to do that. Your fur doesn't work the same as the dog's Not fur. nearly Plus the he's, same. He's a uh, he is a breed that is from the cold mountainous areas of Europe. 
Yes. A mixed breed. Yes. Of two types. A great Bernese. And a... No. He's a Bernese Well, he's a great Bernese. He's a Pyrenees. Mix. Yeah, yeah, Bernese Mountain Dog and Great Pyrenees. Yeah. Yeah, Great Pyrenees. I don't Bernese. know what kind of dog we have. Yeah, no, no, no. I was, <laughs> I was like, wait, what? No. <laughs> so, um, your emails. First of all, uh, we uh, have a, a brief email from Christy who says, uh, I miss your podcast. Did you move? I'm not able to find it. No, we did not move. We, You should be able to find us uh, at the uh, uh, Blaze Radio and on SoundCloud. We did miss... Uh, an episode, uh, Christy, and, and that may be what uh, uh, is causing the confusion there because we did have to take a week off because life just got in the way. But uh, we are back, and uh, I, hopefully you're able to catch up on the uh, podcast. Also, uh, Felicity, our uh, neighbor, uh, wrote in, said, Good grief. We let ourselves get all wrapped up in our own little universe over here and only just got around to catching up with the podcast. Poor Miss E., Tell her that we're glad she managed to postpone her injury until after her birthday. <laughs> right? Yeah, I would have. It would. Well, I wouldn't have been tromping around the woods looking for mushrooms the day of my party. No, I would have been cooking. Yeah. So, but, but yeah, no. Was outside, you could have still tripped no. on a hole. And no, you know. I, yeah, I could have. But yeah, no, I'm actually walking around without a boot, without crutches, uh, limping a little bit at the end of the day, but really just getting around. Like normal. It's a little swollen still, but it doesn't really hurt as much. Yeah, I know. I haven't even noticed you limping. Uh, Felicity says, It has been heartening to hear how the kids have stepped up. It reminds me of the winter that our younger daughter spent hauling hay and clearing ice for my sheep tubs when I was out of commission. Good kids, uh, says Felicity. Still, it's always frustrating to be laid up, and especially frustrating to have a homestead issue that can't be sorted except by time. No matter how much duct tape and bailing twine are applied, <laughs> uh, it sounds like the troops have the situation well in hand. But if you need backup for anything at all, we are nearby. Well, John nice. Felicity. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, and, you know, here's the thing, John and Felicity. Uh, you, you are, you know, near neighbors, not quite literal neighbors. But, um, you know, we, you sh- you, we need to get together at some point in, in celebration, not in... Uh, and, you know, someone, we need help. Timmy's falling down the well or something like that. Uh, we should get together and just actually hang out at some point. I would like that anyway. I'd like to meet my neighbors. Oh, yeah. We have, right now we have the one. <laughs> right? Maybe two. Well, we know we have three. The one across the road, one a mile, two miles down the road, and the one, you know, at the end of our driveway. Yeah. So it's not too bad. We know no. We know three people. Right. One of them is a crazy old lady but <laughs> <laughs> we won't tell you which one of the three in case she's listening <laughs> you no, never know everybody knows who that is are anyway. they talking about me no anyway maybe we can get pizza at uh, some point in time felicity and i hope that you and john uh, and your family have a very very happy thanksgiving uh and uh, be safe out there hopefully everybody's ankles are okay <laughs> all winter long that that's that's one of my thanksgiving wishes i'm giving thanks that uh uh, that you have healed up nicely, but I also uh, am hoping that we have a an injury free winter. Yes, that would be nice on all on all accounts. I think we've got four goats expecting. I'd like to have everybody delivered healthy too. Right. How long is the gestation cycle for a goat? Five months. Well, you just rattled that off. Yes, I did. If that ever comes up on Jeopardy. I've got and it you're right. You're ever on Jeopardy. Do you know twenty two months for an elephant? I did not. It's a good thing we're not raising milk elephants. 
<laughs> I don't even, hey, I don't even know, I don't know if we get the fencing there from Premier One. That's uh, I haven't yeah. seen elephant fence. Electric net for elephants. Yeah, I don't know if that even exists. And I don't even know if I, how how big of a milking stand do you need for an elephant? Like you, you probably just off, need like, an umbrella under, to sit underneath. I know. I guess a raincoat and. <laughs> Some really fantastic arm. Can you imagine how much you could sell elephant milk for at Whole Foods? Oh Can my! Can you imagine how much gosh. people would pay for that? <laughs> free, free, oh, free range organic, <laughs> non-GMO. It's sixty dollars a gallon, but it's free range. <laughs> people would buy that. <laughs> they would. Of I'd course, like, they would. Oh, I'm, I'm drinking free range. Can you imagine? Milk. Oh my goodness! You just your little blurbs and like. I need an elephant. And glamour and. <laughs> Now, did you see that? The in though, crowd knows. Somewhere, somewhere on the internet, I saw somebody making cheese out of pig milk, and I'm thinking, I'm not sure I could get under Abigail. And I mean, seriously, <laughs> pig milk, her, really? Her teeth at one point were like dragging the ground. Yeah. How do you milk a pig? I don't know. Wow. I think it was that cheese shop in Del Rey. That sounds like a. Uh, that sounds like a down-home country saying, actually. It's like getting milk from a, a pig, pig, right? I mean, like... Blood from a turnip and milk cheese. from a pig. Huh. I don't know about that. I mean, I... Who, it's milk. It's milk. Sure. But, milk I mean, I like Manchega. But... That's sheep's milk cheese, and I can't imagine milking Lola. No. Not at all. No. But but milking a pig... That's even weirder. Right? That's, uh, that's strange. Please don't... Please don't try that. <laughs> please don't. Right, you know what? Now go ahead look and, up milk go ahead and, and try it. Actually, go ahead. Please, please try it. Go for but it. Don't expect any. Please don't expect any help. No, in your, not from. In yeah. your pig milking. No. All right, pig milker. That sounds like an insult, actually, doesn't it? <laughs> it I mean, does. it just sounds like something you would say to something you don't like very much. All right, what else are you going to do, pig milker? I think I'm going to actually adopt that. <laughs> it's like as useless as milking a pig, so calling somebody a pig milker is somebody who's pretty much useless. Right? right. Like a lot of the politicians we have. Well, there you go. A bunch of pig bunch milkers. A bunch of pig milkers. <laughs> <laughs> well, that goes along with the pork they usually go to, right? right? <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, on that weird note, <laughs> we we'll are go ahead and wrap things up pair. here on 40 Acres and a Fool. Uh, thank you very much for tuning in. Once again, I, I am really, really thankful uh, that uh, that you are listening, that you are chiming in. We love hearing from you. The email address, as always, is 40acrefool at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter, at Cam Edwards, uh, also on Instagram. I took a few weeks off. Actually, apparently I wasn't feeling uh, particularly uh, photographically inspired, but uh, who knows? Hopefully we'll see some pretty stuff, although we're getting to the really ugly time of year, so I may not be uh, posting any Instagram pictures until spring. Oh, I got holidays, I doubt that. But baking, making Christmas cards. At Corny Goat Farm for a Missy. She's always taking pictures, yeah. and they're good ones, too. <laughs> this last one was just butter. Hey, you can't go wrong with butter. I'm <laughs> baking them. I'm like, got to take out that butter. Actually, if you look really closely, Fabio is hiding out in that picture somewhere. <laughs> Is he sure it's not uh, Waldo? <laughs> Maybe it is. Oh, no, butter. Yeah, never right. mind. I, I get it. I can't believe it's not butter. Yeah, I get it now. Yeah. That was, Took you it did. It was like one of those rollback. Like, it went over my head, and then I grabbed it and pulled it back. And I'm like, Say goodnight, Gracie. Oh, goodnight, Gracie. <laughs> we'll see you here soon. On another edition of 40 Acres and a Fool in the Meantime, be safe, have fun, live a little, learn a lot, and happy, happy Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving to you as well. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network.